0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans.
2: Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18+. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds.
0: Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your
2: favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, be gambleaware.org.
0: NFL Sunday ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off.
2: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer
0: ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews.
3: One a Burnley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that
2: recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Oh, what a goal! What a
0: goal! From Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League! It's
2: something very, very special!
4: Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path
3: of McCann and the follower takes the night. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clariton.
4: Time for a winner, maybe. John Francis! They came
0: to York in their thousands. They're going home the champions. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Get yeah! On! Michael, come on! on! Oh, that's get justice! On! That is justice! At the have Stadium! Come a level and deserve to be!
2: Uh, Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turf's Cast podcast full-time show with me, Joe Revan, after a historic day yesterday at the Turf, Um, brilliant to to finally, um, you know, get a a decent win against them. Every time we beat them, it tends to be, you know, by the one goal or, or something like that. But, you know, we really put them to the sword yesterday. We absolutely demolished them and it was fantastic to be able to do that. I wanted a couple more, if I'm honest with you. I wanted revenge for that 5-0 all the way back in the year 2000 uh, because, yeah, I do, uh, being a 12-year-old at the time, uh, I still remember that quite well. But, um, yeah, it was good good to batter them. Really, really enjoyed it. Get your comments in. Let me know your thoughts on the game. I've got a couple of lads waiting to come in. I'm bringing them in in just a couple of minutes um, to discuss the game. But, yes, let's get your comments in. Mark says week off, so I'm up uh, to watch while still celebrating a fab win. Dork says bastards has got clattered. Well, Kaminsky did, didn't he? he got clattered into his own net. Um, and Inky Punk says up the effing Clarets, undisputed kings of Lancashire. Yes, Lancashire is definitely Clarett and blue, and not just East Lancashire, is it? It's 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 Lancashire. Lancashire is claret and blue. But yeah, just my thoughts on the game before I bring the lads in. Um, it were. Well, pretty much the perfect performance, wasn't it? I don't know what we were all worried about. And I say that as somebody who was probably, you know, one of the most worried people out there. I saw someone in the pub yesterday uh, who watches and listens to these, so he will hear this um, after the match. He's like, you're quite pessimistic, aren't you? I don't think I am. I, I was just nervous for that game. I was just nervous for that game. I just... You just don't want to lose. Just kept having premonitions of them going manning away and stuff. Thankfully, they were just premonitions and they didn't come true. Because, yeah, like I said, I had no idea what we were worried about because they were dreadful. And it's pretty much a crime against football that they are in second or third, whatever it is now in the league, because they were so bad. They offered absolutely nothing. They sat back um, and tried to hit us on the counter, obviously, using Bereton Diaz. Um, but Vitino played very well against Diaz, never let him inside. Uh, there were a couple of times when Diaz did, did get inside a little bit or tried to get inside, but Vitino just stood off him and made sure made him go uh, on the outside uh, rather because he, he likes to cut inside as Diaz. He scored a goal against West Ham, then he cutting inside and, and pelting it in the top corner. That's like his signature move. Um, but Vitino played very well, and there was a lot of stuff about the fullbacks uh, in the build up to the game because obviously there were there were. I'm going to say so poor against Sheffield United and, and let's be fair, they were pretty poor against Sheffield United but they got bullied against Sheffield United but it weren't just the full-backs, it was the entire back line and the goalkeeper. Um, but every everybody to a man, everybody was fantastic. Mjoric, you know, from, from what literally had to do, he did very well. Uh, the centre-backs played very well, the full-backs were both brilliant. Vittinho, um, probably the better of the two. Uh, that's just because I'm nitpicking really. Cork and Brownhill, uh, sorry, Cork and Cullen, both fantastic. Brownhill, fantastic. Obviously, the wingers were great. Teller were great when he came on uh, and Barnes, uh, yeah I, Look, I've always defended him to a, to a sense of I don't like the stick that he gets, um, but I admit he's probably you know a little bit past it, or, or I've said that a couple of times. But it, it proved yesterday that you know maybe there are some games that you know he can he can still. It can still do the job and obviously were fantastic yesterday. He got the two goals, could have easily had an trick. You trick. Know, Kaminski made the save in the build-up to Zorori's goal. Um, Barnes scored something similar, didn't he, the other week, but he was offside um, after after Teller's flick on. So, yeah, fantastic win, absolutely fantastic win. Footballer Lucas says, I thought we'd breeze past them. In the end, you were right, mate. In the end, you were right. So, I, I predicted 3 1 on uh, the pre game show, didn't I? And uh, someone said to me, it would be dad actually. He went, Oh, that's a bit ambitious, that, isn't it? I think if we, if we win, it's going to be, you know, 1 0, mate. Maybe something like that, similar to the other ones that we've had. Um, But in the end, it were even better than that, weren't it? Uh, Reliant Robin TV says, immense atmosphere. Also, really happy for Barnes. I wonder if he gets a run of form and becomes a target man for those games, that he'll have more physicality. Yeah, I think without the Sheffield United game, it um, might have gone with Teller up front, but I think the Sheffield United game, maybe Barnes was brought on to sort of help with height as well uh, and some aggression because we needed that um, against Sheffield United, which we, which we didn't have. But um, fantastic yesterday, really, really was. Uh, David Goldie says, I did say a pre-match on Twitter that we had nothing to worry about. They were playing away against a top team who haven't lost at home. Yeah, fair enough. And he also goes on to say, Shame Sky didn't have pitch side microphones in the atmosphere. Well, they did have pitch side microphones. I don't know if you heard it, but somebody shouted, Fucking get up, you fucking soft bastard. And they just turned them all off. Um so that that did make it sound like it was the atmosphere wasn't as good as what it was but um it, it was very very good uh, Simon Ed says could have been five or six yesterday Barnes was reborn criticising this season but he was outstanding yesterday and it was the perfect game for him uh, Tony says do not forget when we played Chef United it was a midday match we have played 100 minutes on Wednesday night yeah true uh, Conlon says didn't see a, a single empty seat no that we wouldn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't be one, would there? To be fair, Uh Tom Wormsley says love Barnes shoving their keeper into net after he He's such a shit out city, but this is why we absolutely love him. Uh, and Luke Wormsley says what a result? So happy for Barnes are getting two against that lot. I definitely. <clears throat> Excuse me, I definitely feared the worst when I when I laid eyes on the team sheet and saw that Barnes was starting. But how wrong was I? Yes, yeah, I was a little bit. I, I knew Jay wasn't making it. I'd been told that Jay wasn't making it, but I was hoping that it, it, it'd go with something like Zorori JBG, and Teller up front on his own. But um, yeah, so so when I did see Barnes, I was a little bit surprised. Um, but yeah, how wrong was I as well? Anyway, it's time to bring the lads in. I'm going to bring them both in now. Just give them a warning because uh, sometimes I do that and bring them in and then they uh, aren't ready. So, Connor's there. How are you doing, Connor? You're out, right, mate.
4: Yeah, brilliant, mate. Are you.
2: Yeah, looking well better after yesterday. And of well, course, a man that needs no introduction is yeah. Liam Woniton or otherwise known as Visa. How are you doing, mate?
1: Hungover. Happy.
2: <laughs> yes, I'm thankfully, I've recovered a bit now. Um, you obviously hit it probably a little bit harder than me. I'm all right, but I couldn't sleep at all last night. I had a kebab repeating on me. I'd had far too many beers. Um, but yeah, I was pretty hungover this morning. But yeah, Liam, we'll start with you. Thoughts on the game then?
1: <laughs> what was that about, eh? I cannot believe how on earth these, how are they third? How That's have they idea. got more wins it's, than us?
2: They were so bad.
1: It is, it's actually a disgrace to every single (laughs) other team in the league that they've allowed us to happen, genuinely. But that's all I can say about Blackburn. Every single lad out there the other day, absolutely sensational. And I am, I want to say this I am so happy for Ashley Barnes. You know, every single one of us, we've all had a bit of stick at him saying that he's probably past it now. You know, some have gone more deep into him than others. I've just kind of said that. He probably just doesn't suit the system. that we tried to play anymore. And yesterday, I don't care what happens. He may, he may score own goals for all I care. He's, he, he's. That's it for him now. He's. If he was an audio cult hero for others, I mean, it's now done. Now, absolutely buzzing for him.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, Mark Howell says, Teller shoving, uh, sorry, showing the defender the score was just as funny as Barnes, keeper push. Yeah, I didn't see that at the time, but the guy next to me, was like, started laughing his head off. I'm like, what, what? Like, Teller, we just doing that and then doing the 3-0 sign to, to... I think about Higham, weren't it? Good um, defender Heim to be fair, but um, that, that was funny. Um, but yeah, Connor, your thoughts on the game then obviously I bet you're as delighted as, as me and Liam.
4: Yeah, to echo what you both already said. Um, absolute perfect performance. I don't know what everyone was worried about. I was cacking it for like the full week. And um, I was but, so nervous, but yeah. But honestly, we just toyed with them, absolutely toyed with them. And and to be fair, I, I know that most bastard fans are are absolutely fuming with how cowardly of a performance they put on, and you can't blame them. It was yeah, they, they had absolutely nothing about them whatsoever.
1: One um, shot,
4: yeah, one shot. shot. Yeah, they Crawley Town
1: had good. more than
2: that. <laughs> Crawley Town scored. <laughs> they, yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, my. Uh, Absolutely terrible. Uh, they, like they, I, I don't know how they're as high as they are in in the table. It's a false position on that performance yesterday. There's yeah. absolutely zero chance they're going to be anywhere near um, the top two, and i would be surprised if they even get playoffs. With, with yeah, with, uh, I've seen I've seen
2: the open. lads from the second tier podcast saying that today um, mm-hmm. that they'll be surprised if they get playoffs. I saw is it Ryan Merton, the Burnley fan on Twitter, um, saying he will be surprised if they get top ten. I mean. And Mark Higson, he says what I said yesterday on Twitter, uh, the worst team at the turf this season. And we're not just saying that because it's Rovers. Um, mm-hmm. They genuinely were the worst team at the turf this season. I'll give them a little bit of credit. Obviously, you can't really sort of like what judge their entire season on that one game. But if they've played their season that way, or, or they're going to carry on playing the season that way, then there's no chance they'll get the top six. I, I agree with you. But... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the. Uh, they do seem like they're a bit of a different beast at home. I guess we'll find that out in March. But from what I saw yesterday, I, I'm not worried at all about that game at all. I, I think I think they were dreadful. But um, obviously we've mentioned how bad Rovers were. But obviously we had the highest goal expectation, expected goals, whatever it's called, um, in the Championship all season, uh, all week. Sorry, mm-hmm. and Rovers had the lowest. So that just goes to show how how dominant we
1: were as well, were not it, Liam? we we were just fantastic at the front, in the middle, and at the back as well. The only annoying thing that I have from yesterday is that it should have been five. That should have been the game that we get revenge for the 5-0 back in 2000, that we completely turn them over. That's the only annoying thing because it could have been five. Teller had great chances. Should have been a penalty in the first half. Decent save as well, straight after that as well by the goalkeeper. It should have been more. That's the only thing that I'm slightly annoyed about because we could have gone six or seven because they were there for the taking. They, honest to God, I don't think they got into our third of the pitch more than five times in the entire length of the game, and only once in the first half. It was sensational. All all the lads, and maybe it's a bit annoying that there's now the World Cup break, because, you know, I mean, it's a good thing in theory, because we have played a lot of games, and then that means that, I'm going to hold onto Wood here. I'm, I've got an entire shelving unit. We may see Scotty Twine eventually. I mean, he's got a whole month now almost to whatever he's got. That get fixed. And then there's Westwood and Trillanov. Oh, a depth is sensational. I cannot wait for it.
2: Yeah, Sam. I've noticed you're in the room. I'll bring you in in just a second, mate. Um, but Connor as well. Just to add to what Liam said there, we've still got Scott Twine to come in. We've still got off yeah. to come back. We've still got Westley to come back into the side. Yes, I agree. The World Cup break could end up being a bit of a hindrance. I've seen Arteta saying that about Arsenal as well. We're in the exact same position, obviously top of the league. Um, do you think the World Cup's going to be a, a bit of a sort of like a hindrance, sort of like um, stop the progress, or do you think it's going to mm. help us get get some of the depth, like like Liam says?
4: Yeah, I I think it's going to help us get the depth back, and to be honest, I'm I'm not too worried about it because the the way that we've seen the team sort of kick on over the last few games. Now, I'm I'm quite confident that they can just pick back up where they've left off, and it also it obviously gives us that month just to be able to uh, sort of enjoy enjoy that win. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think I think it's it's there's nothing to worry about with it really. I wouldn't say.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm leaning more towards that now. I think we're just going to get better. Uh, just quick shout out as well. Simon's in the chat. Um, he says, "George, shout out to Luke Nuttall from Australia um, to watch the match. He's a big fan of Turfcast, so shout out, Luke." Um, Simon, and yeah, the as best I said, fade
1: in town. The best yeah, fade I've ever had. By did Simon you see? Darling? Did you point.
2: see how good Kaminsky's fade was yesterday? And that's because Simon did it the day before. <laughs> um, but there you go, Sam. How you doing, mate? You're right?
0: I'm not bad, mate. How are you, boys? you all right? Yeah, sensation. all good, mate. All yeah. good. Cheers, I'll just
2: man. just quickly get your thoughts on the game. And then, obviously, we've heard from Liam, we've heard from Connor. What what did you think of the match yesterday? I'm sure you enjoyed it just as much as us. Oh, the best football team in the world,
0: <laughs> <laughs> honestly, in the world in the world, honestly, like I, they had nothing. We made. I mean, all I heard on the build up from them this week was Barrett and Diaz is going to turn us over. He's going to be unbelievable. He's going to have Hundreds of shots on target, he's going to turn Burnley over. He was the worst player on the pitch, he was shocking. He had yeah. one shot. We marked him out the game. We literally, We literally dominated him start to finish. We had all the ball, we had all the shots. They had nothing. We made them look like clowns, and I love it. We deserve did it. You so.
1: By the way, about Diaz, go on. No. Guess how many, guess how many accurate passes, completed passes he made yesterday?
2: Two, seven. Two, I, you, I thought, you know, you were taking the piss with the two shell, <laughs> but you weren't far off there. Eh?
1: Seven, 19 touches on ball, five ground um, duels, 19. and he lost every single one of them. Incredible.
0: One of those 19 touches was a handball as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that like Gallagher lad, he had four accurate passes.
0: Yeah, like, they, they they literally, they showed nothing. Like, they all they wanted to do was exactly, like, I i, I felt the same. I was nervous coming into the game. You know, the, the league position can... The league position does make you a little bit worried. You think oh, maybe the scraping results out there, but Brereton Diaz is the reason why they're in the position that they are because teams at the yeah. bottom of the league, he will score goals against. He is clearly a good striker, but that just is more of a testament to us. We defended brilliantly. Everybody did the job well. Everybody played the way that we were used to seeing them play. and it, it, Honestly, it was so good to watch. I wasn't worried once for 90 minutes.
2: No, yeah, we with the first half we were brilliant, but without really creating much. And I wasn't worried at half time. I been thinking I hope it's not one of them games where they just sit back and you know, like like a Stoke, for example, or a Luton earlier in the season, you know, or, or a hull. So I was a little bit worried, but second half, we, we were so good. But uh Connor, I'll come to you. Like, why do you think Blackburn looks so poor? Because I don't want to I don't want to twist an iPhone on him too much. I mean I mean I do a little bit, but um yeah, I, yeah, please why do. why yeah, yeah why, why do you think they were so poor? Is it um, JDT got it wrong tactically. We were just so good for them that they couldn't handle us. Like, what, what do you think it
4: was? Well, it's obviously a bit of both wasn't it. They didn't really show any bravery at all. They didn't want to really come on to us, and we were just far too good. That first half could have scored a couple of goals there quite easily, and then second half that's as a complete performance as I've I've ever seen us seen us play. It was it was unbelievable for it to come at at that time of the season in that game. It's just perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, I think I think the fullbacks did very, very well. There were a lot of build up about Markson and Vitinho. Uh, a lot of people saying, "Oh, I, I play Charlie Taylor and Roberts and stuff like that." And you know, I, I kind of off agreed with dropping maybe Markson and putting Taylor in there. But at the same time, I was like, "Well, Taylor hasn't played in the left back in this system yet," so I wasn't really sure. But they both played brilliantly, didn't they, Liam? They were both fantastic, especially Vitinho. Like the amount of times, I don't know if I don't know if anybody's watched it back as much as I have. I think I've watched the ten minute highlights at three times already. Um, and, and the two oh. minute ones. Yeah, there you go. Um, so it's every single time, if you watch Diaz when he's running at or BTNO Vitinho, just showing him on the outside. So they've obviously done the homework and they've obviously, you know, knew how to handle him.
1: Oh, yes, because if you want to beat Blackburn, it's pretty easy homework. Just make sure that you mark out Diaz. They've got nothing else other than that. Yeah. All the, I mean, the things with Blackburn is that they just had such a different contrast in terms of how they want to play, and it made no sense because in the midfield, they basically tried to just hoof it long and just get it to D as fast as possible. But then they also just try to pass out from the back as well because they knew that yeah. our midfield I mean, our midfield of Cork and Cullen and Brown, I mean, it's by far the best midfield in the league. Sheffield United, they may come close as well, and it, you know, maybe on the day, maybe quite even. No one else comes close to our midfield. And the fact that we've got Westwood and Bastien, who's going to be second you know, second, you know, know, second, behind that, I mean, it's just absolutely disgraceful. Our second, our, our B team, our second rotation team can be top six in this league. It is disastrous how poor this division is. I, that's, yeah. Honest to God, I can't believe it. But yeah, Fitinho, Matson, you know, seen as more attacking players, they could put a shift in as well. Matson, I thought he was great as well. I mean, every single player... If I would to pick probably one man of the match, because they, they were all great, I'd probably say I, I really loved Cullen's game yesterday. Yeah. He got stuck in. He dictated as we always know that he can. And he was absolutely everywhere. But everyone was amazing. But I loved Cullen's game yesterday.
2: Yeah, fair enough. I agree with that. I think if I were going to give it anybody, I'd probably give it Barnes, just for the fact that he got the two big goals. But I think the best player on the pitch probably was Cullen. Them two, Cullen and Court, were just fantastic and they protected the defence brilliantly. Seeing as uh, Liam's mentioned that and I'll give one, um, Connor. I'll come to you. Who's your man of the match? And get your man of the matches in the comments as well, by the way. But Connor, who's your man of the match?
4: Yeah, Barnes. I just just think he's just perfectly built for that game. Absolute massive shithouse. Like... I just keep—I can't stop watching him launching the keeper into the net. Just I've been watching it repeat all day. It's a fucking brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Only I actually don't know if he
1: would meant to do, do it or not? Did he mean to do it? Oh, no, hundred yeah. He, people
4: he makes a beeline for him and
2: yeah him. I, I, I personally, personally think it's one it. of them where he's where, where he's edited, and obviously the momentum's took him into Kaminski. Then he's just thought, oh, of course, I'm pushing yeah, him in. I think that's more it. of it rather than rather than doing <laughs> it. But only he could only he could do it, and only he, he could all make us laugh that much. But yeah, Sam, you're man of the match.
0: I agree with Liam. I think I think Cullen was an unsung hero in that because of the goal where the goals came from and and how they came about. But he was he stuck into everything. He, I don't think he lost a tackle the entire first half. The second half he was zipping the ball around like he, he just made a beeline for every ball. And he was it was that player in that game that you just you just so lucky to have because you could see it in the way they were playing like. They were playing the long ball over the top. They didn't even want to go into the midfield because when they did try it, it just cleaned them out. Like, it just cleaned yeah. it up. So, I, I think he was brilliant and he deserves deserves all the praise for the performance.
2: Yeah, fair enough. It, it was fantastic. I thought both of them were fantastic to fair. Like I said, Cork and Cullen. Um, obviously, it's it's Barnes for Andrew Blythe. Uh, JT Conlon says Barnesley is so intense of a teammate, he keeps the squad present. Uh, Simon Ed said, I have to give them on to Cullen. Um, and Icky Punk just talking about the Barnsley moment says, Keep her bundled into the net is a classic Derby Day moment that will be talked about forever. Um, lads, I think we're all of sort of uh, similar age, probably Liam and Sam, maybe the younger of the two. Um, but, um, it's it's easily uh, in all of our lifetimes that the best, the best Derby Day win that we've had against them like I said earlier, it's all been like 1 0 2 1 sort of thing, and a lot of 1 1s yeah. and before that just, just mm. getting dicked off and pretty much every time we played them. Um, where does that stand in, in your favourite Derby Day moments then? Like, obviously, Barnes's goal and stuff. Sam, I'll start with you first because I, I don't know, it's difficult, isn't it? That Danny Ing's goal uh, t- to win and to beat them for the first time even Ewan and to come from 2 1 down is always, always going to be up there. They are field 1 those, well, because it was such a brilliant goal. Um, but the Barnes area yesterday, it was so that like the relief when we got that goal and that then obviously Blackman had to try and come out of us a little bit more as well uh, that we ended up just putting into the sword and stuff but um, I don't know I, I don't know where to rank it yesterday for me I, th- I think it's probably my favourite my favourite Derby Day game obviously mm. but the actual actual physical Derby Day moment the best moment for me is probably the Ings goal but that Barnsley goal yesterday is right up there for me but Sam what what's yours? I mean I, I just thought you know I, I've said it many a times but one of my
0: main things is I've been really critical when we're in the Premier League we've with how the turf's been, it did feel like a a place that you just turned up to watch the football, but you had a natter with people, and you weren't really there for the football. Whereas y- yesterday, it was absolutely bouncing. Like I I've, I have never felt the turf like that before. Everybody was together. Everybody wanted us yeah. to win, and the manner of it's not just beating Blackburn, like because I, I, I want I, all I wanted was the three points against them anyway. But after the game, I just took so much pride to support Burnley because we absolutely fucking battered them. Like, they <laughs> had nothing. They couldn't do a thing. We just beat every, that one out. Yeah. <laughs> but every single area of the pitch, oh, it was unbelievable. I, I don't think we will ever in our lifetime see Burnley demolish them, not just three goals, but not touching the ball, never affecting the game, never looking like they were going to score. And you for 90
2: minutes, you literally, you were just not, you just weren't worried at all, not even slightly. Yeah, fair enough. Liam, where's where it rate right for you?
1: I mean, for the day, it was absolutely fantastic. It was just as, as the game, the experience, the amount of. I must say, creative insults that I heard across the entire game is amazing. <laughs> I, I honestly, I can't even say it on this because you, I, I don't know if you can swear, I don't know, but it, it'll get banned somehow. Okay. It, like yeah. it was amazing. The amount of things he was saying to Diaz, mm-hmm. the Wino, the mascot, I don't care. Anyone, anyone was able to get it yesterday. It was incredible. Um, in terms of moments, I mean I wasn't there for the Ing's goal at Ewood. Sadly, my brother used my season ticket for his mate, which I will forever because he, apparently he thought he thought it was too scary for me. Apparently, I was too young. I still hate him to the state for that. Um that yeah. was definitely Arfield one. And I feel like it's even though a home it's amazing, it's everyone's bouncing. To do it away at their gaff is gonna be it's even better. So yeah. I still say Arfield's goal just because it's it's ours against them, it's us in their territory, but I mean, it just was a whole different ball game yesterday when it comes to how it almost felt like it felt like we actually are gonna win the league. Like yesterday yeah. it felt like this is it. Like we're gonna same as fifteen sixteen, go down, do double and them lots yet again, win the league and piss off. And that's yeah. gonna happen all over again. Because we don't come
2: back for another six years.
1: Them lot, they'll probably be at ninth or eighth. They'll probably like still hold the playoffs, and then by February, as always, or March, they're just going to go down, you know, back to their usual routes because their team is dog. It's got a a ton of young players. They may have some sort of fight in there. They've not got the experience other than Ayala, really, and even he's a Belen for being at Middlesbrough as well. I was happy that we, you know, they came off him for the third goal, but yeah, all around, literally, RP for me, still top, but as of all entire game experience we we're just having a party you got teller doing the three nail. you got him you see his like little hit his back he like did a 360 <laughs> backwards no look pass with it like for a third goal do you know the cheek that like, you must have to do that it's actually beyond like disgraceful that he even pulled that one off but mm. the boys are confident we're winning the league doing double we're gonna piss off them again
2: yeah, yeah, fingers crossed, fingers. Like I said, they are a different beast at home, but from what I saw yesterday, they won't offer us any any danger at Ewood. Uh, Connor, I know you need to shoot off in a couple of minutes, so yeah. uh, feel free to, to dive off whenever you can. But um, where, where, where does that rate? Obviously, as Liam says, everything about the day was perfect. We were yeah. taking the piss. We were taking the piss out of the players, taking the piss out of the fans, mm-hmm. taking the piss out of it. Everything was just perfect about the day. You've got Teller doing flicks, Teller dancing in front of the thing. You've got Barnsley scoring two. You've got Barnsley pushing the keeper into
4: uh, everything was just perfect. But where does it rank for you among Starby Day memories? I'd say there's, there's sort of two different ways you can look at it. So for moment, Danny Ings, with obviously 30-odd years not beating him, um, coming from behind and obviously it being away, huge. But um, I think this is the first time that we can truly sit back and just be smug for a little bit, yeah. which is nice, just because we absolutely smashed them. And and there's there's no other way of saying it. They were absolutely terrible and we were absolutely unreal. So, yeah. yeah, I'd say the overall day, the actual match, yeah, it's as good as as good as I've seen us play, especially against them. Um, but for moments, it would have to be Danny Ings.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm 34 now, and that's only the second time I've actually seen them win at Turf Moor against Blackburn. So you know that just shows how how bad the record has been for the majority of our lives. But obviously now the yeah. tide is definitely swung the other way. Like I saw, I watched the, the Sky highlights earlier. And the commentator said, um, "This is how the East Lancashire derby goes these days. Blackburn turn up, but then that's all they do. Burnley run riot, and it was just that's just exactly how it's been for the last sort of like what twelve years. I know there are a few draws in there at the start of that, but." Um, you know, we, we just we just seem to dominate them every single time. But yesterday was that the actual demolition, it was just just superb. Everything about it was perfect. Uh Liam, you mentioned there as well, uh, it's looking like you're gonna win the league now and stuff, like we're gonna win the league, sorry. Um, obviously I've seen the thing that you shared a few weeks back about the you know the prediction thing, the percentage of of who's gonna win the league and who's gonna go down yeah. and all that stuff. I think they, they refresh it every week, and today it was something like forty-seven percent that Burnley will win the league at this stage of the season. That is insane that we are forty-seven percent. I do think I can't see us not finishing the top two. I, I know that sounds smug and a bit arrogant, but I just from what I've seen so far this season, a that- good. Yeah, it, be it, exactly. It, from what I've seen so far this season, there's no reason why we shouldn't be. Um, but do you think now it, it, is, it, is, it is just we are finishing top two and probably we'll go on to win the league or, or, or do you think there's going to be a bit of a fight and it may even be a drop in form and Watford come could come up
1: and on offer so, some issues towards us or do you think we'll be all right? I think we all know for a fact of the matter that it's between us and Sheffield United. It's as simple mm. as that. Norwich, they're inconsistent. Wat, Wat, Watford, they're inconsistent. Everyone's inconsistent and it's, just between us and Sheffield United now, you know it's as simple as that. We've got the quality, we've got depth, which I think yeah. no one else actually has real depth other than us and Sheffield United. They've got a bit more physicality, a bit more experience, I would say, but we've we've definitely got more quality as well. It's yesterday felt like almost like a massive statement. And we're going to look back and say, yeah, that's when we, knew, that's, when we knew, that's when we knew that's when we knew. In the same way that when we. Beat bastards in our off field goal, and then, and then our Andre Gregor, when we beat them, then we, did, we, we knew that we're going to go up. And then when we beat them for the Daniels goal, we knew then we're going to go up. It feels he has the exact same. And I can see a comment about Nathan Teller in the chat saying that, you know, I don't want to get too, you know, connected to him. And I don't know why, but I checked my Twitter last night. It was like I did a tweet, they're saying Anna Sorori for the chant. And I saw Teller like to tweet. I was like, wait, that doesn't pop up unless he follows me back. And then I hmm. checked, like, holy shit, Nathan Teller follows me back on Twitter. I was like, what? I don't know when this happened. It wasn't yesterday. So I DM'd him, saying, like, cheers for follow. Have a good night. Up the Clarets. You're a different class. And he said, my guy, I love heart. See you soon, UTC. He's a Claret, boys. He's staying. He's yeah, staying. Yeah, I mean...
2: And that, that obviously, I didn't know that, but that, that adds to it. But everything he was doing yesterday just shows that he likes it here. The 3-0, the crying to high him, the dancing in front of the away fans, the woo that he does now. He did it away at Sunderland. You know, I've clipped it up and put it on Turfcast where he goes, woo, we were doing that coming off yesterday as well. But the guy loves it here, doesn't he? I mean, I, I would be devastated if he left. And I try to, to not get attached to loan players, but it is, is brilliant. And um, Reliant Robin, who did put the comment up that you've just responded to there, says, Kinnell, that's ace and Burnley till I die. So I've heard he loves it at Burnley. I think it's obviously does. I think it's obviously does. Um, but Connor as well, uh, I'll just ask you the same question he asked Liam about winning the league. Do you think it's pretty, are you pretty confident that we're going to be top two now or, or confident that we're going to win the league?
4: Yeah, I'm confident at top two. Um, I th- we're, we're more than capable of winning the league. It just depends like what, what kind of, if we throw any more performances like we did against Sheffield United. I mean, they're far and away at least the second best team in the league. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, we could quite easily win it. It's just a straight shoot out between us and Chef and uh, Chef United.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I don't see anyone else. Maybe Watford because they've now won three in a row. But like Liam says, they are too inconsistent, and they'll probably have another dip in form as well. Um, mm-hmm. And Norwich, unless they're like Dean Smith, I, I can't see. I can't see them doing very well. Uh, if I'm honest, uh, Sam, are you confident winning the league? I, 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 I can't. I can't see us not finishing in the top two. My only worry is maybe Sheffield United might pip us to the league. But I take that right now. From being honest, i would still be happy with that. Um, but yeah, Sam, your thoughts? Do
0: you know what? Like you said you said you don't want to be arrogant and the thing is like we have we have never in in our lifetime of being a Burnley fan ever been able to be arrogant ever because we've always overachieved but we've always overachieved we've always been classed as overachievers we've been the underdog story a million billion times like this is the season where we can just say do you know what it's our time to be the team that everybody wants to be, because everybody wants even to be we won the
1: league, same
0: yeah, thing, we are exactly. still seen as like underdogs when, and like performing when, above yeah. us. When, even I then. wanted the season before when we went up, What weren't we like relegation candidates? Like Sky was, Sky better, as like odds on favourite to go We're down.
1: 23rd, I think, yeah, like,
0: like to go down. Every, nobody wants to give us a fighting chance ever. This is the first time where I can hold my head up high and say, do you know what? I'm a Burnley fan and I couldn't care less what anybody says, like, I mean, I've, I've never cared really, but I mean, like in this situation, I can be like, we play amazing football. We've got amazing players. We've got a fantastic manager. The fan base is behind everybody. The club feels together and I love it. Couldn't care less what anybody says. We're good, do you we're know how long league, has, it's been?
1: has been since someone asked me, how do you watch that every week? It's been so long. I got, I got yeah. asked that every single week. Yeah, yeah. We've all did for like nine years. Yeah, It's yeah. beautiful now.
0: It's unbelievable. Yeah. Honestly, it really is.
2: Yeah, and um, let's talk about Vincent Kompany because, like, what a job that this man has done. Like, some people, mainly mainly fans of other clubs, to be honest, I was quite happy that we brought him in. I thought he was going to do well. I think he's proven that he's going to do well. He's doing well, uh, and then potentially going to do well, uh, and should be in the in the Premier League next season, uh, barring a a massive capitulation. But Connor, I'll start with you. Like, obviously, to go from. Like a, a completely different style of football, like the Sean Dice like style of football, Sean Dice ball, which is obviously very direct, a bit one-dimensional, but you know it worked for so long. Apart from last year, so not really criticizing the style of play, but to go from that to then change it completely with what twelve <clears> outgoings <throat> and sixteen incomings and something like that—that that the guy deserves loads of credit, doesn't he? That's done an absolutely
4: fantastic job. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was going to be possible like as quickly as he's done it. I mean, I was quite happy just to have a season of consolidation and and just. Um, get the team playing the way that, that Vincent company wanted them. maybe next year we could go into a promotion push. There's absolutely no chance I could see this happening. Um so yeah he's he's done an absolutely brilliant job so far. Perfect man for it.
2: Yeah obviously he's he's identified some real talent in the likes of Zorori and Benson, you know uh, you know I think obviously that the the scouting system and the um Board deserve a lot of credit for that as well, but Sam, obviously, yeah. I, I know you're a big fan of company as well as you all aim, as we all are. But uh, yeah, your thoughts on the job he's done so far has been absolutely fantastic, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he's he's been insane. Like the 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 tactics. I mean, I, I haven't been on for a few weeks, but we were talking about it ages ago, even back when we were when we were saying it wasn't totally clicking. Since then, I think it's clicked immensely. And I think my main thing is if if you know football and you know his style of play, he likes he likes to play where you skip a section of the team. So you can have a goalkeeper that can play to your fullback, which means it doesn't have to go to your centre half. And he just skips different areas and we double up in certain in certain positions. And the style of football that he plays is immense. But I said from the start when when we brought him in, and I didn't. I don't want to say it in like a way that like he's bigger than the club, but like in the footballing world, he is seen as he's idolized by so many people. He's like, if anybody ever asks who's who's one of the best captains in the world, you say you think of Vincent Kompany, one of the greatest Belgians ever, one of the greatest centre backs in the Premier League. He has a high status in football, and he's brought that to us because everybody is now giving us the same high praise that a, a manager like him deserves. And we look brilliant and he's done such an immense job. He's brought in great players, the scouting system. I mean, if we were to get into the Premier League now and we have more money in the bank, this oh, regime would be so exciting yeah. to see.
1: I mean, so we, we were to...
0: Lives, my friend. Yeah, it would be amazing. Like, I mean, we were linked with Cabral from Sporting Lisbon. We're in the Championship. He played at Lazio the season before. Like, If we're in the Premier League... Who on earth are we going to
2: get? It's so it's so exciting to think of, but yeah, he's been brilliant and I absolutely love him. Yeah, he's you know he's been fantastic and Liam, I'm sure you'll obviously echo them sentiments as well. And it'd be good to just build on what you were saying there, Sam, as well, like what we could achieve with this board and this manager who are identifying some real talent, you know, when we have a bigger pool and a better pool of players to be able to dip into because we're a Premier League football club who obviously players want to play in the Premier League and then will be able to offer higher wages again. So, yeah, it's, it's fantastic, isn't it? Like what we could actually, what we could do if we don't, well, when we go back up.
1: I mean, we, yeah, we were saying about not being arrogant, but we're already here planning ahead of when we get <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, when it, when, so kind of break it down into two parts, say, let's, so when we make it to January transfer window, realistically, I don't think anything needs to change other than I would hope, and we all know about him. I would love to see Vegos come back because we all know that that kind of backup for for j Rod would be needed and Barnes, even though I we hate to say it because of yesterday, but like, you know, I would, I just think that, be important because of the Burnley fans and the way that he left that they would accept him back if he comes in January and helps us win the league and he will look at the table he looks at how we're playing and thinking I want to be part of that if we go up and if he takes us up then people will accept him if he comes back in May and July then people will be like you know we've already done the job without you and I don't think the fans would really accept him Um, and then going on to let's say if we go up <clears throat> when we go up, um, you know, titled champions, everything. Um, this is this is not going to be an is it? No, it won't. Um, <laughs> the players that we were already linked to, Seka for Fana from RC Lyon um, last year, Mislav Orsic. I mean, if he came over, I still think we'd be in Premier League in the first place anyway. Um, and you know, so many random lads in like France and Germany and Italy and all around the world, even in the Championship. I just want to remind you guys this one thing, right? Because we all have. We've got these players now: Benson, Zaruri, all these players that's come to us because of Vince Company alone. When we came seventh in the Premier League, even though we came seventh and had Europe, people still didn't want to be part of our club because of the way that we play. Because of because of Sean Dash, whatever. He came seventh and was into Europe, and we signed Ben Gibson for a record-breaking fee. Still, by the way, Mate Vidra, Joel Hart, Peter Crouch on a free transfer, and Nyaki Wells, and that. Oh, so, so I think he actually left on loan. actually, that time around. So that's it. And, I mean, t- I, I, that was when we came seventh. When we go up, it'd be absolutely fantastic for all involved, and it would be the best of our lives.
2: Yeah, I'm still surprised. Every time someone reels out the signings that we made that summer to his life, I'm still surprised. Ben Gibson at the time, I thought was going to be a good signing. Obviously turned out to be quite wrong. Um, but the, 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 the signings that we made that summer, and that's essentially why we did go down again. We, we just weren't being backed. Um, just quickly shout out to Luke Nuttall in the chat. Obviously, I know has already put a chat in uh, a comment in earlier, but he's the lad that flew over from Australia. Um, so I hope you had a good time in England, mate. And yeah, um, Sorry about England winning the Cricket World Cup in your country, but hopefully you can get back uh, to Australia and, uh, you know, safe flight and safe journey home. Um, but uh, yeah, I want to talk as well about, So I know we've mentioned Ashley Barnes as well a little bit, but I, he, he was so good yesterday, weren't he? Like, I, a lot of us, you know, we've mentioned him a little bit already, but a lot of us were a little bit sort of apprehensive about him starting and how I was, but... A lot of people have sort of like not. I don't want to say a lot of people have been proven wrong because, like, it's it's you know, it's humble pie, it's not a sort of like a great thing to do. But, um, and, and to be honest, I was one of them, so <laughs> I'm not going to dig myself out. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic, weren't he, yesterday, Sam? Like, it, it, was, it was so good. Like And, and the, like, he's, he's played in games like away at Sunderland at the first half there, he, he were pretty poor. Um, but you just think yesterday, you just think the game was meant for him because it, you know, he's, he's a big game player and, and you know, he likes bigger cases. Do you just do think that's what it was, or do you just think you know, he's. He's always had the quality there. He's just probably you know, a little bit past it or, or, or that sort of thing. But yesterday, he just rose to the occasion, didn't he? We, we were walking to the ground and my dad gets his phone up and he goes,
0: oh, check the line up. He goes, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Barnes up front. And I turned (laughs) to him and I said... I did the same thing. (laughs) But I literally said to him, you could not be more wrong because of the Sheffield United game. We were turned over because we were soft. We didn't have the physicality of somebody like Barnes. We didn't have somebody who was just willing to throw the body around. I thought Barnes on the back of that performance in the game of the magnitude that it felt like this had, he was perfect. And I'd said it from the get-go. I didn't think he'd have the impact in front of goal that he did. But unbelievable performance. I've always liked Barnes. You know, I don't think this season he does suit our style of play in certain games because he throws himself about too much. And we like to play football a lot more now. But in that game, he was perfect. And I called it. I'm gonna give myself props. I said it'd be good. So there you go. Move on to somebody else. I said it, I said it had happened.
2: I'll be honest with you. I did the same thing as as what your dad did. I seen I seen the team shit. I went, Boy, because I thought it were gonna be a teller up front through the middle. And I, so I were like I had mentally prepared for that. And I was like, Oh Barnes, no, God's sake. And I was in the fan zone, and a few people turned to me, like, Oh, is he starting? Is he starting? I'm like, Yeah, and if you're not, for God's sake, we're not gonna to score today, then are we? But obviously, a lot of people are eating number par then as well, and obviously. Uh, Conor, I know I mean, you're still here, mate. I thought you were yeah, going half I but, am uh, going to have shoot in a set, mate. Yeah, all right then. I'll I'll, let, I'll come to you then so you can answer this and then, and then go. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was fantastic. were not yesterday, Barnes, and it's great to see that. But that's the Barnes that we all know. And yeah. the, you know, being a shithouse, being a battering ram, you know, doing daft things like pushing keepers into the net and obviously getting the two. And that third goal, by the way, great composure from him to get the ball mm. on the edge of the box, take a touch and then, and then a decent finish. So I, I think I think it hits Hayim on the way, you know, one of the defenders. But still, the composure he had... Were fantastic yeah. he was brilliant yesterday
4: weren't he oh yeah he was superb um it was the barnes of all day and and yeah i i was the same when i saw that he was starting like i'm not gonna say i was disappointed because i do love barnes but i didn't see that performance coming from him and he was just clinical just just every every chance he had he just just took it perfectly well didn't he um yeah, he, he was he was absolutely superb. And and I said it before, I just think the type of player that Barnes is, he's just absolutely perfect for that kind of game. You need someone with a bit of needle who's going get, to get it into him. Um, and, and he just stayed on the right side of the line yesterday where he could have possibly had a couple of bookings, but he didn't push it too far. He, he, it was just the perfect performance from him.
2: Yeah, he's such a shithouse. I love him pushing the keeper yeah. into the net. That's like like oh, someone said earlier. That's one of them legendary moments that we'll still be showing pictures of as kids yeah. to in about 10, 15 years. <laughs> um but Liam, what were your thoughts when you saw him on the team sheet? Were you like uh, me and Sam's dad, Were you a little bit disappointed, or or were you uh, uh, more like Sam, who, who is a fountain of all knowledge and and, and, want, and, and wanted him there? What, what were your thoughts?
1: <laughs> well, I think it's on my vlog. I think, but like I was in the, I was in a big window and uh, watching the final. Um, when the team sheet came out and the uh, burn turned out, and I remember that it was my uh, my brother's mate. He had his phone. It was like I had no signal, and like literally, I remember that it was like fifteen of us gathered around his one phone. And when we all saw Barnes, we literally all went at the same time like Barnes! And literally, everyone <laughs> like ev- we all think the same thing because he doesn't fit this system. But then, literally, then people we all thought within like a minute thinking actually. This is a kind of game that you would actually rather have him in because he will basically just get in their face. He will get into them. He'll get stuck in. And he's going to put a 100% on that shirt, 110%. And in the first half, Barnes, I swear, everything was just falling to him. Like, all yeah. the kind of crosses that came in the box, it was him on it. It just felt like he was going to be his day. And I'm just, again, as I said earlier, I'm just so happy that he's got that because no matter if he scores all goals now to the end of the year, He's got that moment. He's got that iconic, legendary status of the club, even though he may have already had that anyway. Now it's even, it's 10 fold yeah. now. I'm so happy for him.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I think he already did have it. Um, I was just a little bit worried that maybe that being here a little bit too long was sort of like denting his legacy. But obviously yesterday, I'm sure that I was wrong about that, and, and it was fantastic. Like we still talk about the Scott Hartfield goal, still talk about the Ings goal. You know, we still talk about that the two no win at their place. So this is going to be one of them things in 10, 15 years we, we're still watching clips of it. So he's definitely, definitely written his name into Law a little bit more. But obviously you mentioned Vegos early, Liam. I'll start with you on this one. Um, January is just around the corner. You know, whether Vegos comes back or not, that's a different debate. But we it could even be be strengthening again. I believe we could be going back in for O'Hare. Somebody said that to me um, on Saturday. I don't know how legit that is. I'm not going to pretend to be RTK or anything on that one. But someone did mention that we are we are prote- we are thinking of going back in for O'Hare because Coms do need the money. But uh, we could be we mentioned earlier. We've got all these players to come back in: Twine, Churlinov, Wester. And then we could even strengthen yet as well. Like, I've got people texting me names sometimes again. Some like, half the time, I don't know the art, to be honest. It's just like I didn't know he's really in Benson were like this time six months ago. Um, but we could we could be strengthening still yet. So we could get even, even better, couldn't we?
4: Yeah, sorry to interrupt, guys. I'm going to have to shoot. All right. Yeah, no worries, mate. Enjoy, proud, the yeah, Enjoy the darts. Enjoy the darts. See you later. See you, mate. Right. See you. Um,
1: in terms of like where we can really, you know, I just look at where we may be a little bit weak in terms of our depth. And I think maybe a centre-back. However, I don't really want a centre-back to really get in front of either, you know, Paul Bellis or Bayer or or even Taylor. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's not even really... It's just depth behind the depth at this stage. Like, that's why I think that it's just... I'm, I can so easily say that we're going to be top two at least because we've got insane depth. And in terms of strikers, I mean... You cannot because it's j rod and Barnes and I guess Taylor. Sorry, Taylor can play there. I I, I don't really know where we really need to improve. Our midfield is immense, our wingers are immense. We've got backups in terms of the full backs. Keepers fine, I think. You know, pick isn't that bad. He's shown that already. I don't even know if it's even necessary. You know, ideally, yeah. if Taylor gets recalled, then we'll replace him if needed, if Southampton does go on and do that. And I would say to inquire about the potential bringing back of our fair ghost, because we did our part of the bargain. As he said, as he said in his interview, you left have to go and make sure he played top level football to be in the World Cup squad. He's in the World Cup squad. We did our side of the bargain. He's done his side of the bargain. Okay. He may see where we're on the table. If he wants to be accepted by the fans and, I, I'm happy either way personally because I kind of still get it as a professional why you would want to do what you want to do. But I think that it'll be really beneficial, especially if you do go up, you can hit the ground running, you can already know the system for next season because I think that he's still a great player.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I, th- I thought I was a little bit disappointed with him towards the end of last season, but, but pretty much most of the players uh, towards the end of last season weren't great. But my only, I, I, I think Vegas will come in and, and do quite well in this league Uh, And definitely in this system, even if we're in the Premier League, my only worry is sometimes that his attitude won't be great. And obviously, coming in with somebody, you know, it seems like they've really close knit squad again at the minute, which they were last season, to be fair. Uh, My only worry is someone someone coming in with, with, you know, a a different sort of attitude might not necessarily fit in too much. But I think he's definitely worth the risk because up front, you know, I think that's probably our lightest area. Because once Jay gets an injury, all right, I sound a bit hypocritical after Barnes' performance yesterday. Now we've just all been singing his uh, waxing lyrical about him. But when, when Jay's got an injury, we are pretty much down to the bare bones. And you know, We're playing like wingers up front, like say, Teller can play there, but he, he is naturally more of a winger sort of player. Um, so I'd like another striker, definitely. And, and I see what you're saying about centre-back as well. I think they're the two, the two areas uh, that we do need uh, strengthening, uh, mainly for depth more than anything. Um, but Sam, what are your thoughts on, on the transfer market and any potential signings? And of course, Vegos as well, as Liam's made the point there. Would you have him back? Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I've had you. You have time, don't you? Like when it, when he's gone out on loan, you have time to kind of process the whole thing and that whole situation. I was really disappointed with him at the start, and then like like Liam said, like eventually you have to start looking at it from his perspective, which is okay. Mm. If I do stay at Burnley, I might not get into the World Club Cup squad, and then my anger turned more towards somebody like Louis van Gaal because what kind of manager do you have to be? To turn around to somebody and say, "You can't play for my national team, and you won't make my squad if you're playing for Burnley in the Championship." There is plenty of that almost shat on the Championship because the Championship is a is a tough league, and I know never, the never the Dutch national team is is a it will be a tough team to get into. But yeah, you know, th- th- we've still just been in the Premier League, and he signed for thirteen million pound, and in the Premier League, he didn't perform very well, so if he came down with us and he was at, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 goals now and you've got every other Dutch striker in, I mean, for example, Vincent Janssen's made the team. He's playing in Mexico. Like, what on earth? Like, that's, like, you can't say one rule for one and none for another and no one's going to tell me that the Mexican league is harder than the championship. There's no way anyone will ever, will ever tell me that. So, I think I think there is something, that there is something in Louis van Hal's approach to it that is, that was poor in my opinion. But, I would definitely take him back. And the thing that we think we do forget in centre-back is we bought Luke McNally, who is constantly learning yeah. with all these players. And he was a, he was a good player in League One last season. He might not be ready and company might have seen that, but he's still a name that can eventually get his way in. Tarkovsky did it. He sat there waiting for his chance, waiting for his chance of okay, came on at centre midfield against Chelsea and that didn't work. But then, um, you know, then he got his chance at centre-back and then he was probably been... One of our best centre backs that's ever been at the club, like. But I I, I could see how, you know, going for another centre back. Maybe obviously with the the, it, it is a guarantee that Howard Bellis will not be a Burnley player next season. Like he, th- there's no mm-hmm. way that we'll sign. I I just I can't see. It. Well, okay, there's not no way, but I genuinely can't <laughs> see it. Like the, the the city could look at him and say he's a very good option. You know, other Premier League clubs could, could be sniffing around him. You know, teams like, you know, even like the Newcastles that could, you know, throw 35 million quid at him and then he's obviously going to go to Newcastle in it because we're not going to match that kind of bid. And, but I, I, I could, I would say probably if I could, if I could pick a position, it would be to bring in a centre back to fill that, fill that void should he not sign permanently.
2: Yeah. On Hairwood Bellis, I think. If we go up, I think we'll be in with a chance of signing him. I think if we don't go up, then I think we'll struggle. Uh, I, I, I believe he's very highly thought of at City, but I think it probably will. They probably would have signed somebody for fifty million quid if they needed yeah. a central defender rather, rather than play playable Bellis. But Liam, your thoughts on that? Do you think it, it, we? Because I know you, I know you sort of like said hmm, when he said that. So do you think we, 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 we might be able to to sign him if we go up? Edward Bellis.
1: I mean, this is based on the pre notion that if we get promoted, that yeah. it could be seen as you know the next step for him that it could be on loan and a top championship club and then on loan at a lower Premier League club, you know, would be at the bottom end of the table. That'd be the next realistic and, you know, logical step in his career. I, I can, I, even though we think he's on quality, city is just another level in mm-hmm. terms yeah, of the cool. elite of the elite. And I don't know if he's an elite st- you know, center back like city. I can't really see him playing for city just because of how good city are. However, he does perfectly more to that kind of system. And of course the Everton's and, Basically, every single team in the Premier League, it seems like, are keeping tabs on them. Um, so the only thing I can see is that maybe a loan um, back to us because it will kind of continue his progression. Maybe it was like if it comes to a fee, then we're we're probably going to be outbid by another team. So I can see the loan again. Um, I mean, yeah, I, you know, there's a question of if you could pick one player that we have on loan right now to to keep, who would it be? And realistically, i would say Howard Bellis is because I feel like, you know, he, the way that he plays and also his defensive action as well. I mean, Bayer's immense. I love oh, yes. and I love how dynamic he is and how direct mm-hmm. he is. Tellers just such he he, he's, he gives off so much energy, you know. And yeah, someone said in chat as well because we're on about striker positions and like I actually. Think that you know Halil um, Divazoglu is actually pretty decent from when I've seen him. Like, mm. it, it, I I feel like he's kind of been hard done by in terms of like, you know, I I don't I, I really want I want to see more of him as well. And you know, I don't know if Brentford may want him back because he's not played too much. Have to see what happens to that. But yeah, uh, Belis is different gravy, and especially with his age, Jesus Christ, man. He's good,
2: yeah. Well, it easily is England under 21 captain in it, so he's obviously very highly yeah. by the England yeah. set up. So he's probably going to be playing for England sooner rather than later, like the senior team. Um, yeah. that's really interesting question, that actually. And so, Sam, I'll put it to you. Um, of all the lone players, um, that we currently have, who, who would who would who would be the one that you'd want to sign for me? I'd probably just edge for Teller. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ewa Bellis is a very, very close second, but yeah, who would you go for, Sam?
0: I think it would be Howard Bellis. And I think the only reason I say that is because you have to look at some of the great England players that have, have come since, like you say, he's the England Under-21 captain. He's from Man City, so he's been training up through this amazing academy setup for years. He is the player that has that career path that you see gradually going up and up and up till he's at the very top. And I see his ceiling... Because we've seen Teller in the Premier League, that's and it's no disrespect to him. Like he is a very, very good player, and I'm so glad we've got him. But he has played at that level, and his best season was the season that we're in lockdown, when there was no cameras, no fans, and he. It, 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 I remember him at the the Emirates, and he absolutely tore Arsenal apart. But then his consistency in the Premier League wasn't wasn't the same. And who knows, this loan, you know, could be the, exactly the thing that he needs and he could progress on and shut me up and then, I, then it could Bitella very easily. But I just feel like when I said that I don't think we'll be able to acquire Howard Bellis, it's because, like I said, I don't think he is the player of all of them that we have the biggest chance of getting back. Because Matson, obviously, you've got to look at Chelsea's left-back situation. They've bought a billion left-backs and they've got thousands of them in the youth system. He is a good, he is a very, very good player, but He's probably more. He's he's probably the player that would be able to get probably the the most. Other than Bayer, obviously we've got the um, we've got the, yeah, the release got clause, clause in we. there. Yeah, so obviously we can do that. Um, Teller, I reckon if we were to get to the Premier League, you could put 15, 16 million pound in there, and they'd say, you know, we'd probably batter a little bit, and then they'd probably say twenty, and we'd probably pay it, and we've got Nerf and Teller. I think. If you're Howard Bellis, you've been at Anderlecht, you've been at Stoke, you've been so good in the champ. You, you, you're 21 years old, or however old he is, and you've already played 100 games in the championship. You've played overseas in Belgium. Now your next step in your career is to go and play Premier League football. And I agree with Liam. I think if if we were to get him, it would be a loan. I do. I think any type of fee that goes in for him would be priced that easily. I think you're talking for the for the caliber of player that he is. You're talking 30 plus already, yeah,
1: still. If Ake was like 35, yeah. I think, so he bought him for, mm. then he'd be around and kind of, because, you know, he's got all the city DNA and everything, England 21 International, and especially if we win the league, yeah, he'd be in the 30s if we were to buy him on, on a fee, I feel like.
2: Yeah, I agree. You got to look at like as as Sam said like the ceiling that he has does it you know he can go a lot further and probably tell her. So I probably do agree with that in that sense. Um but yeah, um he, he could be sensational and then like you say you make the point of Aki as well if uh, he signed for like 30 35 million that were like what 3 4 years ago. You know, the, the signings and, and inflation's gone up even more. Um but we're just about to hit the hour mark so I'll start wrapping it up there. Um, but before I do wrap it up, I just quickly want to bring in something that everybody's going to like the look of. There it is. That's that's Beautiful. the league table right now. Obviously, we're going into the World Cup with a three point clear gap at the top of the Championship. Um, the most joint with Sheffield United informed team in the league now after yesterday's win. It was, mind you, Coventry will be up there as well, won't they? Yeah, they've won four in a row, so they'll probably just be pipping us both, to be fair. So uh, it was Blackburn and Coventry, the top two informed teams in the league yesterday. Of course, Blackburn have lost now. That's two defeats in their last five. As we've only lost one same for Coventry but Coventry have won four in a row now but um yeah I, I know I mentioned it earlier lads but um that looks pretty nice doesn't it Liam I'll start with you but um yeah, yeah I, I, like the World Cup break obviously we've got QPR after the World Cup break another tough game because they're man you the seventh now Jesus Christ their form is dreadful I mean yeah they've lost match.
1: three in a row <laughs>
2: yeah they've lost three in a row then drawn them lot easy win um but uh but no obviously a big a big game after the break like are you a little bit worried that the break could sort of like hinder progress? Um, I mean, I mean, I don't. I am, and I'm not. I, th- I think it can, it's going to help us get the likes of of Twine back, Derby, Soglu, and Westy. So we could be even better after the break. But um, yeah, how do you, how do you think this goes after the break? Do you think we pick up where we left off, or do you think we might start the season well, the, the, the season again a little bit slowly, like we started the season slowly?
1: I think we would be completely fine because of one reason and one reason only: Vincent Company. He's been there and done that at the highest level. He's yeah. won Premier Leagues. He knows, men, you know, the mental battle that you have to go through. Maybe not in this sad circumstance because of a World Cup break half through a year. It's not really normal. Even though I think he has been to that when he was over in Germany, I believe because he have like went to breaks over there. But that was a long time ago. He's been there. He's done that. He's won titles. He knows what you got to do mentally to prepare for a game, for a season, and I mean that's. That's why I'm so happy of yesterday's performance because we, we lost 5-2 away at Sheffield United. Yeah. People maybe thought, okay, these guys can be got at. Just get at them. Be physical. You know, you can get at these lads. They're, they're weak sometimes. Everyone thought that there's chips in our arm already showing. And that performance yesterday shows that we can bounce back from a pretty poor defeat. You know, and maybe some people can start asking questions. I mean, batter our fierce rivals 3-0 and give them one shot. So, for that reason alone, with Vince and company, I think we'll go to QPR. I think we'll beat them, mainly because they're in awful form. We're in great form. Twine will be on the bench. It will get subbed on, and it'll score a free kick and then Fingers we're, crossed. we're in the goddamn league, boys. That'll be
2: absolute scenes if he's, he comes on and scores. Especially if it's nil-nil and he comes on and scores a free kick. That would be absolute scenes, wouldn't it? Nah, but
1: that'd be three-nil. it would make it four. <laughs> yeah,
2: probably, probably probably, right, to be fair. Um, but Sam, are, are you a little bit worried uh, at the World Cup break? Maybe maybe it'll hinder our progress a little bit. Or are you like Liam and Tony and fly over Fred in the comments? Do you think that we'll be okay and we'll come out of the blocks flying?
0: I think we'll be fine because we've got the squad depth that teams don't have. I think the thing that we have realized is you know you, you you look at our draws our eight draws four of them have been bollocks from just us being idiots in oh, games dear. and yeah Scroll. exactly
1: West Brom. the whole was so a disgrace many,
0: there's so many draws that you could look at in that in 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 our entire season and say they very easily could have been wins like like blackpool yeah. for example you free one up and we managed to Blackpool's turn it yeah, yeah free but do you know what I mean, like, like what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, like, right now we genuinely could be ten points clear at the top of the table, right? Like, I know obviously it's all circumstance and, and you know, we're not good at all, are we? Yeah. <laughs> but like, we we have we've not had it like we we've not flown through the league, but performance wise, we are beating everybody. The one loss that we've properly properly had, where I've been like, that's disappointing, Sheffield United. They're the second yeah. best team in the league. If you can, if you can drop points to the second best team in the league, you can sit there and say fair enough because it is going to be us and them fighting it out for the for the remainder of the season. The Watford game was annoying because we conceded at the end of a half and then dominated them all the way through the second half and just couldn't manage to get a goal. I remember Brown, Brownhill in post and you know we came close a couple of times in that game, so that could have been another draw. But you know, especially like you say, lads. I mean, I've said it so many times. I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. Scott Twine is the signing of our our whole entire transfer window. I've had all my eggs in the Scott Twine basket. Yeah, I had had all my eggs in the Scott Twine basket. And I said, if you're a club with any ambition, you go and get Scott Twine. You bring him in. He's a world beater. He's a player that can pluck you out of a game that's 0-0, 1-1 and score from nothing. He is going to be such an exciting inclusion into what already is an unbelievable squad with Benson and, and Teller and Zaruri and Rodriguez firing, which is lovely to see. And the best midfield in the league, the tightest defense, 40 goals, the mighty Clarets are winning the league boys. And that is, <laughs> that is just it. Just, I mean, I, I, I will, I will say
1: this. I will say this. We take our, our second team, let's say for example, so Peacock, Fowl right back could be 15 old Roberts. Take your pick. Let's say Roberts, right? you got Taylor, mcnally center backs left back being i guess that could be cj egan riley midfield they got Westwood, bastion and then 10 could be twine wingers could be benson and Gummerson or churlinov or i mean there's there's another wing i'm not even thinking of as well it's actually insane but one of those two and the strike could be Halil Ashibans. that team could get top six mm, yeah. Had, to, to the charts take our second best team oh. Where do you think it could be in the league? Because I'm saying they would easily be top six. And that's why I'm so arrogant or confident thinking that we will be easily top two. And 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 it's between us and Sheffield to go win the league. So that's all I'll say with that.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Some good points. I do agree with that. I do think I do think our second string is good enough to to, to to at least fight for top six, potentially even get top six after looking at some of the teams that are in the top six. Blackman, for example, because uh, they were so so poor. Uh, Flyover said, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Flyover Fred, they were dreadful at the turf as well. Flyover Fred says, our bench will be the difference. 25 minutes to go, we'll able to bring on a twine. Cherlinov, Benson, Ozorora, and we'll destroy it, most teams. But yeah, um, it's been a great chat, lads. I've enjoyed it. Always good to get you two on. Um, thanks for coming on, Liam. I appreciate it. I know you're a very Busy man, and then uh, flying here. There, oh, no, I'm, I'm flying in the
1: morning, I'm having a good night. Oh, yeah. tonight. Fair enough, fair enough.
2: Um, but you, you you say you've done a vlog of the Blackburn, yeah. Game? I, I made yeah. it
1: public like an hour ago because yesterday I just enjoyed the game, so I yeah, I waited. I got home and then I I got it up. Um, I'm hoping I'll be at QPR. I'm hoping we're gonna plan it that England will be in quite the quarterfinals of the World Cup, so mm-hmm. I'll go flat on London and then stay, watch a game with a mate of mine for the World Cup. When we beat France quarterfinals, go to Office Road, watch us beat them 4 0, then come up north, watch us win the World Cup final, and then go to United Away and then beat them 2 0 as well. And then Merry Christmas, lads.
2: And then it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And then it's Christmas. Uh, Phil Wilcock does say, Will I see any of you boys at KPR. Obviously, Liam's just mentioned that he'll be there. I'm planning on going down with Johnny Tate, who you'll see on the podcast at some points. Uh, Sam, are you going to make, make QPR? I know, I know, you're quite busy with work around Christmas, aren't you?
1: I'll see you there, lads.
2: I'll see you. Are oh, you coming down? We'll set a WhatsApp group up. I'll
0: see
1: you there. Yeah. <laughs> Thirty-six pound for a ticket. Oi, oi, boys! Oh, so I cannot joke
2: wait. Joke, innit? <laughs> <laughs> but when you're playing so well, it's it's so easy to spend so much money so quickly in this league. Um, but yeah, obviously, obviously, you can watch. You, everyone knows where Liam's YouTube page is. Just search Visa at uh, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube page. Just search Visa. You'll find it there. Just give his vlog a watch. I, I'll probably be doing that after I've sorted this out and, and put the little boy to bed. To be honest, I need to put the little boy to bed. Uh, and of course, Sam, you've got a Twitter page as well, haven't you? A Berlin page. Do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, it's uh,
0: the Clarence Roundup page on Twitter. Oh,
1: just, that account.
0: Oh. And that account, yeah. Honestly, every, every, every single time we do something, I'll talk about it. And this weekend, all you're listening is me putting Nathan Teller photos on and tweet, yeah.
1: try to tweet. I've pretty much done the same on <laughs> <turf, yes>, man. <mate. laughs> try to, try up, try to tweet. That, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, be good to come over and chat. So enjoy that, boys.
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I'll see you both at QPR. Um Oh, finally, Liam, you just mentioned the World Cup then. You sound like you're quite excited for it. I'm, you know, I I wasn't really looking forward to it, but only because I was worried about yesterday and I've not really thought about it too. But now yesterday's out of the way and we've established that Lancashire is claret and blue. I'm actually really looking forward to it. I, I, it's, I, know, I know it's a bit daft, it being in the middle of the season, but the World Cup's a World Cup at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. So I, 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 I'm looking
1: forward to it, me now. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right like it's a World Cup next week. Like, it's, no. it's a World Cup in six days. We it's play hard, in seven days. Time. This time next yeah, week, yeah. we're going to be on a pouring gravy over, you know, having Sunday <laughs> roast and uh, having hot chocolates and, you know, wearing scarves outside. Like, mm. I don't even know, bro. It's going to be a weird time of the year. I I, I don't know about the World Cup of England. What? How good are we going to do? I I think I predicted Iran to be top of our group and us scraping second, honestly. But whatever happens, Burn's winning the league. That's what really matters. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, true, true. Sam, are you looking forward to the World Cup? 22 days booked off bro i'm there
0: I'm for you it. actually i'm there for it mate. you're there no i'm not going to qatar but i am i oh. am i'm not pay, i'm not paying 200 quid to sit in a portaloo all all time but no i was gonna I'm, say
1: go to qatar no,
0: I, could you imagine that honestly i i've been brushing shoulders with the, you'd be in highest the sea that's what you'd be you know? yeah exactly i'd get halfway there and then run out of money and have to come back but mm-hmm. uh no literally i i'm i'm I, I don't agree with the World Cup being in this in, in Qatar anyway. I don't agree with the World Cup being in winter. But like you say, a World Cup's a World Cup. I'm going to cheer England on to the quarterfinal when we get knocked out and then relax for the rest of it.
2: Yeah, fair enough. I, I think quarter-final probably probably a realistic stage, but I'm looking forward to the World Cup, nonetheless. I'll be doing quite a bit of work on it as well for a couple of radio stations and a couple of Twitter pages, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, but as I said, lads, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Always good to get you two on, because I know, Liam, you're a very busy man, uh, and Sam, you've been quite hard to pin down loads of times, but um, Sorry, it's been man. a pleasure, lads. Thank you for coming on. Uh, and if you've come in to watch it late, of course you can watch it afterwards. Um, Once the live is finished, you can start it from the beginning and watch it at your leisure. And of course, the podcast will be out within the next hour, two hours. But uh, when you're driving to work tomorrow, it will be there. So thanks everybody for watching. Thanks everybody for commenting. Thank you to the lads again for coming on, and we will see you next time.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network. The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com